Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with T-Mac, Tony McKinnon, and it's on a beautiful fall day, I guess. It's, it is good fall. and sunny. Yep. Good nice day. Nice sunny. It's it's one of those, actually, your wife gave gave me a meme, meme the other day. It's a meme, uh, meme whatever meme. it's called. And because there's other days she came to work with a sweater on. And I'm like, Kim, why are you wearing a sweater? It's like really hot outside. She goes, so she gave me, sent me this thing. It says, Was it a mean meme? Me, no, no. <laughs> it, it said, this is wear a sweater in the morning, um, regret it in the afternoon weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is that weather. Yeah, yeah it's kind of weather. Yeah. So it's like 40 degrees in the morning and then it's like, 70 yeah, in but the it's, afternoon. It's perfect napping weather at noon. Perfect napping weather, yeah. yeah. I forget, yeah. You, you like to take your noon yeah. siesta every day. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so for some of you who don't realize that Tony takes a nap in his car. Yep, sleep in the truck. Sleeping, yeah. I guess not a car. It's, it's not a truck. car, yeah. Yes, because that would be rude to call it at a car. That'd be, yeah. Anyway, we're mm-hmm. glad to hear from you guys. If you want to send us an email, you can email us, um, podcast at rhema.org. Rhema spelled R-H-E-M-A. Or please like us on, on Facebook and Instagram at Rama Podcast. And, you know, it's always good to hear from our listeners, to hear what they want. And then sometimes we actually do what they want. Yeah, sometimes. Do. But be nice to us because we're fragile. Yeah, we're fragile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and also we, we are on still on a kick to get Doug Jones on the podcast. You know, D. Jones at Rama.org. D. Jones at Rama.org. And, you know, if you can, you know, just tell them that you want to hear them on Rama's podcast yeah. because... Um, Doug keeps giving us the rejection. Yeah, so tell him you're homicidal or suicidal or something. Yeah, yeah. Unless he comes on the podcast, you're going to do something really bad. Yeah. And I'm actually getting emails now. I said, well, what, what else can I do to help get Doug on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know, j- just flood his phone. You know, fill up his email box. Yeah. So, some of you pastors who actually, you know, you might actually have a cell phone number. I'm not going to give it out on the air. Just be nice. You know, but, but you have a cell phone number. I mean, just text him like every day about it. You know, fill yeah. up his email box. You know, do those kind of things, you know. Yeah. Getting Doug Jones on the podcast. Well, we know that one of the number one um, things that people tell us is that we need more females. More females. More females on the podcast because neither me or you are female. We don't identify as females. Not enough estrogen in the room. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so today we found a female female. walking through the halls. Yeah. Um, No. Sister boss. Yeah. So today on the podcast, we have my sister, Reverend Denise Burns, on the podcast, and, and we don't know what she does here at the ministry no, yet. No, no, it's a mystery. Yeah, no. Everybody always asks her. In fact, the other day, <laughs> was, I guess it was in January, that somebody asked, said they didn't even know that my parents had a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, for some of you out there, yes, I do have a sister. A she, younger sister. Young, yeah. Younger sister. Not just a guy with long hair. Yeah. No, That's no. <laughs> she, she is younger than me by four years. Um, so she is a younger sister, and some people think that she is older than me because she acts more mature than me most of the time. Very true. But um, she is my younger sister. So, Denise, it's good to have you on the podcast. And I know you're pretty embarrassed about being on a podcast. No. <laughs> I'm not. It's fun to be here. Yes. So, you know, I know a lot of people, the the number one thing that that I get asked, and I know you get asked all the time, was what was it like um, to grow up? No, I was going to say, I'm going to change it. (laughs) What was it like to grow up with me? (laughs) I was going to ask you about Brother Hagen, but, you know, we'll ask that in a minute. So what was it like growing up with me in the home? (laughs) With you in the home. Um, Actually... 
believe it or not, you growing up with you, you were very um, loving and protective, which I know is a complete shock to but most I'm people. Sh- I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. No, you were um, you were a great uh, bubba, as I would call you. Um, took care of me. We traveled all over the country with mom and dad. Um, we were alone a big majority of the time. Um, you were my guide through the streets of many cities and countries. Um, so no, actually you were pretty great. Um, in fact, to this day, somebody will say, Oh, Denise, have you been, you know, to this state? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me call my brother and ask him because (laughs) I don't remember, but you always do. So no, it was pretty great growing up with you. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the one thing that, that, um, that I had to do quite a bit is, is, is take care of you a lot, especially, you know, the one thing that's probably the most memorable and most people would freak out if they, you know, knew this now in, in today's day and age with all kinds of um, different things. But um, our loving parents, um, you know, one time we were in Hong Kong, um, you know, and my parents had some kind of meeting over the, uh, we had we had like a luncheon thing, full gospel businessmen. And so not only we hadn't ever been to this area of Hong Kong, but because we, we were staying in Hong Kong for a couple of days, we moved to we were in another area where I wasn't used to. And my parents, our parents, I should say, our parents gave me a map. All right. Now, there's no cell phones. There's no email. There's you know, probably a pay phone somewhere, but you know, they don't have a way to talk to them. So they gave, gave me a map of that area of Hong Kong, and they said, you know, to take care of you for three hours, feed you, you know, feed you food. And, um, you know, How old were you? I, I was 15, um, so she's 11. We're on the streets of Hong Kong by herself with a map. That's pretty great. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> you know, I, I know most people probably wouldn't do that, you know, today, but um, I have a very good sense of direction. As long as I have a map, we're going to get back to where we were, you know, I'm, and I'm pretty protective. And so we, yes. we had a good time for three hours and came back and they were done with their service. And it was a whole lot better than attending the service. So, yes. uh, so we weren't. It was some kind of luncheon thing that me or my sister would have grabbed if we were in at anyway. And so, you know, we that's just normal life. I mean, I don't know how many times that we navigated through all kinds of places, you know, because trying to get out of service because, um, you, know, <laughs> you know, there's no nursery or children's church or that kind of stuff, you know, b- no. back at back at those times. Um, you know, obviously the great thing about um, traveling at, at a young age that we were able to see a lot of things that a lot of people didn't see at our age. We were, um, you know, our parents would try to stop by amusement parks when we could, you know, and so we, we as a family, like to go to amusement parks and different things like that. And it was, it was a, you know, a, a different life, um, you know. And Yeah, we would make up like different games in the hotel room because we had like connecting rooms. And so my brother and I were just alone a lot. I thought this was totally normal till I mentioned it to somebody and they said it wasn't. <laughs> But my brother and I had this game because it was like, you know, two beds and we would stand on the beds and we would jump across to the other bed. And while we're in midair, we would try to push each other down to the floor (laughs) because it was the pit and you couldn't get thrown in the pit. I thought this was totally normal until somebody told me it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you have to realize when you travel on the road, hey, we were fortunate to stay in a hotel, Um, you know. A lot of times we stayed in motorhomes, so nothing wrong with staying in a motorhome, but, you know, it's, 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 
not the most funnest life. Better than a van down by the river. Yeah, but the problem is when, <laughs> when you're in a motorhome, um, you know, we would stay at a KOA park. You know, it was pretty much normal. There were other RV parks, but KOA was a, a big, you know, big, you know, had a lot of RV things. But if you're at a KOA, there's nothing around a KOA. Yeah, except, you, you know, know, if you watch a lot of TV and these criminal shows, a lot of unsubs. That's where the, home, the homicidal yes. maniacs are in those places. Yeah, so, but at least if you're at a hotel, I mean, you know, there might be like a McDonald's um, next door or a Burger King or whatever. In fact, um, I remember we were in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, downtown Atlanta, and there's, well, I mean, the hotel's been a number of different hotels over the years, but it was Hotel Conference Center. We were doing a meeting there, and right, it was right next to the bus station downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Um, in fact, I, I, I walked by it like like three years ago, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, my parents would let me go to that bus station? <laughs> because Burger King at that time was one of my favorite hamburger places. Denise like McDonald's, McDonald's. better than Burger King, but... Unfortunately, there was there was a Burger King right across the street from a hotel, which is right across the street from the from, from the bus station. And the, so the at the bus station was a Burger King. And so I would take my sister over there for lunch. And so if you see the kind of people that were at the downtown Atlanta bus station, I, I can't believe my parents would even let me. And well, I was, they weren't as bad back then, yeah. I can tell you. Well, I, I think I was like 13, uh, you know, so yeah. that means be her being like eight, you know, so... Yeah, it's pretty crazy, you know. And, and maybe it wasn't, you know, back then as bad. But it was close to the bus station. Anywhere was not great. Yeah. Back when you could go anywhere on Trailways for or Greyhound for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I, that's I've done that, and it's not good. It's not good transportation. Yeah, and so you know, the one thing that our parents do talk about is um, is that we would play um. We would play Healing Line. That was one thing that we would do as, as, a, as a kid. And I thought that was totally normal, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would line up my stuffed animals, and I would make my brother be the catcher, and I would say, in the name, and I would push them over, and he would catch them. And it was great fun. Yes. The question is, did any of them ever get healed? Every time. Every time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but they would be back in the healing line the next week. Yeah, so. They would lose their yeah, healing. Lose their healing. Yeah. Just like a lot, a lot of other yeah. people are back yeah. in the healing line. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. When, so when it was normal. Yes. So, well, it is pretty normal because as you travel, you know, with my grandfather, with, with, our, with our grandfather, with our father, you know, you would see at multi-day meetings, you would see the same people get in the healing line every night. Yeah. And so it wasn't unusual for some people to get in the healing line. And so... The point is, if you got it last night, then you don't need to get in the healing line tonight, you know, but people just want to do that for, want to touch. for, for, yeah, for whatever reason. So I, I know, Denise, people always do ask you and they ask me, you know, what was it like growing up, you know, with, with Brother Hagen a, as your grandfather. So give us your Brother Hagen stories or, you know, I, I know he's our grandfather. I, don't, you say, I say Brother Hagen so people realize no. who we're talking to. We, we called him Papa. Um, actually, you know, interesting story, let's bring about this one. Um, Pop, we, you know, my grandparents were Papa and Mima, um, but for some reason Denise is the only grandchild that calls me called Mima Nana. Yeah. And so you know how that come, I know how it came about, but tell, tell everyone how that came about. Well, I was over at their house. You and I were, and you were trying to teach me how to say banana, and I said Nana and pointed to our Mima and said Nana Nana, and so that just kind of became what I called her. And there was a time when I was like, well, I don't want to be different than the other grandkids, so I'll call her Mima. She refused to answer. Mm, yeah. I'd say, Mima, Mima. 
no answer. Nana, oh, yes, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and so, you know, we all called her Mima because yeah. the oldest grand, um, grand ch- child, which, That's how which, it works. which was, you know, Candace, who just passed away and went to, he's, she's now in heaven with our grandparents, yeah. um, you know, so but um, she, she called her, her, Papa Mima. So they started the thing, and you know, everybody followed suit until my sister came along and decided to, you know, had to be different. Had to be different. Counterculture. So, so, yeah. so, tell us your experience. You know, you know, growing up with 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 Papa. Papa I mean, you know, I know that you know people always ask. I'm sure you get asked that question all the time. I get asked a million times now. I do. The other side about it is, is at least you're not on every video in the world. You know, standing beside him like me. It's true. Um, so, so everybody, you know, sees me and you tell me that I'm a YouTube sensation. Yes, you, know, you are. And so, but um, just walking around, not everybody can do that. Yeah, not everyone can walk. <laughs> well, it's not the walking around part. The people are like really, they 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 get a kick out of the, the me making fun of myself. Um, you know, in some of the some of the meetings that we had. <laughs> okay, what was it like growing up with Papa? Um, I mean, you know, people ask that, and I mean, you know, he was just my grandfather, so I didn't really view him as any different. Although um, I know in the summers when I was in high school, of course, you know, mom and dad, we had the church here, so they weren't traveling as much and I would be bored. So I would ask to go travel on the road all summer with my Mima and Papa, which I thought was normal, but I guess it's really not. Um, finding out more and more that I did not have a normal childhood. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was kind of always the person that would ask my papa, Brother Hagen, anything. Like, I wasn't, like, afraid. Um, And so I would just ask him, like, crazy questions, like, Papa, you know, what did Jesus look like when you saw him? And he would just laugh at me. And I would say, no, no, really, what did Jesus look like? Um, I'd ask him all kinds of things. Um, But mainly, I mean, you know, he was normal. He played Santa Claus at Christmas and handed out presents. Oh, oh, you probably shouldn't say that. That that was oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. He played Jesus at Christmas (laughs) and handed out presents. I I grew up thinking that I had Jesus and Santa Claus in my heart. So. (laughs) (laughs) You you probably still think that, Tony. Yeah. 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 Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Um, I know that, um, that my Mima would get disgusted with them because Papa would be trying to watch sports. He loved baseball. He loved football and he'd be watching sports and I'd want to talk to him. And so I'd ask him questions and he would just ignore me until Mima would like hit him on the arm and say, Kenneth, would you answer her? So she'll stop asking you the same question. (laughs) And then he would laugh and answer. So, um, you know, it was pretty much just, just normal grandfather stuff. Yeah, you know, and and that's what it's hard for people to understand that you know our our, our grandparents with were our grandparents, you know, no matter who they who they were. Now, yeah. th- there was things that were interesting about our childhood, you know, um, yeah. because the church here at Rainbow Bible Church, which our parents are the pastors, did not start until 1985. Um, you know, in 1985, I guess I was going into my junior year of high school. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so, because um, that was 85, 86, 96, 87 was when I was so junior year high school. So, so most of my high school or up to junior year high school, you know, we, we didn't have a church home. And the majority of the time, um, we would travel, especially all, all summer long. And, and right. even, even a lot of times, even on the weekend stuff, we might travel or, or sometimes we took some family time, um, you know, and, 
and do things. Now we we did attend church another church here in, in the Tulsa area um, as well for for many years. But um, you know, all summer long though. Whenever summertime came, that we would travel all, all summer long. I mean, you know, we usually would book a meeting during our spring breaks or any any kind of breaks from school. We would we would book a meeting and we would be somewhere, or, or you know, around the well, it could be around the world. Sometimes it was you know mainly it was in the United States, but we also you know traveled around the world, other places, and so it was. A unique experience that a lot of people... And you know what? It was always so rude because Papa would always plan a crusade during my birthday. Yeah. And so, like, I never really got to have a birthday party except for with the Ramah Singers and Band. Yeah, Every well, year in a hotel. So terrible. Yeah, now, well, that's a childhood dream. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but, you know, the thing about it is, is my birthday always falls in the middle of camp meeting. So, I, I mean, so... Papa ruined both of our birthdays. Yeah, so it wasn't... You know, it, it's very odd. Um, this past, th- this year, 2021, my birthday was not during the middle of camp meeting. Um, you know, it's not going to be in 2022 as well, which is very, it's a very, it's actually really odd for me now because I'm not used to not having anything that I have to do on my birthday. I don't know how many times I've had to preach on my birthday, um, you know, and, and things like that. And so, so, you know, it's, there is a, you know, our, our childhoods were, were a lot different, um, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it was like before I started school, um, we traveled full time. And so I remember that my thought life always traveling as a young child was I'm only going to see this person for, you know, a week or so. So why get to know anybody? Because, you know, you know. Yeah, you were actually really shy. Yeah. So I was hardly really, ever talked. Yeah. I didn't talk to anybody. Well, things have changed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, God, God can change things. <laughs> yeah, so I was very shy, and and a lot of it, I, I guess, you know, too, as as you know, even as a as a young child, you, you learn a lot of social interactions, and because I was always traveling, because I didn't, you know, if we have it, a lot of times there wasn't no nursery or preschool in the churches right. we went to, and so most of the time we were around adults. I mean, that was kind of, you know, and, until obviously you didn't come into the picture until I was four. So I mean, right. you know. And so it was a, a little bit different the the way we, that we grew up. And so I probably did have a lot of social interactions. I mean, I don't remember ever having a best friend till we moved to Tulsa, and um, you know, we moved into the cul-de-sac that we used to live oh, in. Yeah. And then Paul Hogan lived across the street. We were the same age, and you know, he was, then he moved away at seven. So you know, I was seven. So it was like you know, then we had. Other, I mean, I had friends, but you know, just um, it was kind of interesting life um, growing up. Now, talk about your relationship. You know. Obviously, you know, relationship with dad and mom, you know, probably special relationship with dad, probably more than anything else, because, you know, I know, you know, it's just kind of that way. Um, you yeah. Know, so tell everyone what, what, what you call yourself. I call myself Chip and my dad is the old block because <laughs> he always tells me that I'm a chip off the old block. Um, yeah, it's, you know, with my dad. In fact, it was really funny because. Last night, um, I had called mom, they're on crusade, and I was talking to her about work stuff, and then I hung up with her, and I called dad, and I was talking to him about, like, football and my kids, and and so mom was like, who are you talking to? And dad said, you know, Denise, and, and so I said, yeah, dad, I call mom to talk about work, I call you just to talk about my life, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so dad's pretty special uh, to me, um, as I know he is to you, Craig. But I've um, always been like a major part of my life. 
Um, in fact, especially when my boys were young, my husband traveled most of the time. Like he was gone usually, um, oh, about 280 nights out of 365 days in the year. And so I had two young boys. And so I often say I couldn't have done it without my dad because they both had football practices and baseball practices. So he always just kind of like helped out. He would take one of them. I would take the other um, probably, you know, my oldest son is a senior in high school and plays football. And well, your youngest son. Oh, sorry, my youngest your, your son. Your oldest sorry. son is, is yes, in college. Yes, in college, sorry. My youngest son is a senior and um, he's playing football and every Friday night my dad and I sit in the stands and we watch him and that's quickly coming to a close and it's kind of making me sad because it's one of my favorite things to do is just to hang out with him. I make him take a selfie. I've started making him take mm-hmm. a selfie at every game. He never knew. I'm like, Dad, look right here in the camera. And he never looks in the camera. And we have to take it 500 times. Now, now, full disclosure, because I don't want you to say anything bad about your husband, Don. He yes. is there, but normally he's actually on if, at home yes. games. He works the chain gang. So so he's yeah. not actually sitting next to you no. in the stands. He's over there texting you. Hey, can you get me something at halftime so I can eat it? Yeah, that so, is true. So, that is true. Yeah. So, he's, so, he's so very he, he is there. He doesn't travel as much as he used no, to. No, no, he doesn't. He um, Once the boys got older he um came off because i don't want to listen to the podcast like man you know her husband's husband's rude no 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 he when the boys got older he uh, stopped working in corporate america and now he uh has a company of his own so he's home 99 percent of the time so and and he he is there at the ball game yes he is if it's a home game he's on the chain game obviously he'll sit next to you at a away game so i I want i want to make sure when i'm you know, thank you. Thank clarity. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, because clarity. Because I, I don't want people, you know, to, to write me says or write Don and say, um, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, Don, they were talking mean about you on the podcast." No, <laughs> no, so. he's a great husband, a great dad, very involved as well. So yeah. All right. So so let's talk about you know your background. Obviously, one of the odd things that that we had growing up um, is well, I remember when I was twelve, um, twelve years old, and my dad came to my room and he says craig you're not going to sit around and play atari all all summer long (laughs) (laughs) now for some of you don't know what atari is just google it and you'll figure out what an atari is and then literally called it atari 2600 but you know it was one of the first video game pong was actually the first video game system which was made by atari but then they came up with the atari um which was a state-of-the-art video game i never had a pong i had atari you had atari get 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 cramped from that's called that's called joystick thumb joystick yes Yes. and well i I guess you know well you wouldn't get the thumb you know later on that thumb controllers but you Mm -hmm. but you actually use your 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 hand so that was one button yeah the one button and the joystick you know that yeah there are injuries you get when playing video games you know sometimes you have to sit out for the season or something i don't don't know (laughs) anyway so um um but you know he he said you're gonna you're gonna come and work at the ministry. So I mean you know obviously growing up that we worked various different things at the ministry, um, you know different departments that you yeah. may or may not could do things. Um, and so that was kind of interesting, you know, childhood as well. And so then you know if we're traveling, we we weren't working, but you know just depending right. on what was going on. Um, and then um, you know, but obviously let's talk about your life you know after you graduated from from high school you know your your journey because people always want to know you know what did you do where, where did you go um, um first of all my sister and i we went to tulsa public schools here 
in, in, in Tulsa. We grew up. We went to Salk Elementary, Jonas Salk Elementary. Jonas Salk was the one who created the polio vaccine. And then we went to Bur- it was Bird Junior High when I was there. By the time you got there, it was Bird Middle Bird School. Middle School. Um, named after Admiral Bird, um, who did expeditions down to um, Antarctica. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they took our bird off of our, our middle school. It's um, very sad. So, and, but then we went to Memorial High School. Memorial actually was named as a memorial for, for those who came back from the Vietnam War. And actually, I think it's a memorial for all wars, actually. Yeah. Um, but it was particular, it, it, whenever it, was, it came, it was, it was right after the Vietnam War. And so it was memorial because a lot of folks in the Vietnam you know, vets didn't really get honored. So it was, it was a, an honor, honor to uh, memorial to all um, people who died you know, in the various wars in the America. Until somebody decides that's offensive. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, anyway, so moving on. <laughs> anyway, but we went to public school, which, which that's yep. unusual for a lot of people to think, you guys went to public school, and we turned out okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and halfway normal even. So halfway, ain't never smoke weed at school. <laughs> yeah, no, not school. Okay. You, <laughs> I didn't hear an answer. No, okay. it's not. <laughs> yeah, Just checking. No, no. Yeah, so, you know, but so you graduated from Marl High School, right. and then, then what'd you do? So um, then, um, well, well, let me say yes. this: Growing up, she wanted to be a fashion designer. That's what she wanted to be. I did. Um, so yeah. I, I was now, me. I was a race car driver. I want to be a race car driver. I always said I want to be a fireman because I didn't figure race car driver was going to really pay the bills. But anyway, <laughs> no, um, I always wanted to go into fashion. So I was a model when I was in high school, and so that just kind of really intrigued me. And so um, Oklahoma State University had a fashion merchandising um, degree, so that's where I was headed. And then my senior year in high school, was during Thanksgiving, and I was praying in the shower, because that's where I pray, and I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go into education to teach children. And so I told mom and dad and they were like, oh, yeah, that would be really good because, you know, you have your summers off. And so, you know, you could be, you know, at home with your kids when you have kids. So that's what I intended to do. So I went to Oklahoma State University, graduated with my degree in early childhood education. Uh, But halfway through, so this probably would have been like in May of 93, um, I came home for the summer and I was telling mom and dad all the things I was learning And growing up, I always volunteered in the church nursery. It was one of my favorite things. I just loved working with kids. Um, And so I said, you know, I'm learning all these really cool things at school. And I really think that we could incorporate them into the church. And like, you know, our dad always says, it's the natural and the supernatural coming together makes the explosive force for God. And so, you know, I said, could I take a classroom and just, you know, change some things up and see if it works? And, um... What happened is she hit one oh, microphone sorry. with her hand. Yeah, and, I did and, hit the oh, microphone with my hand. And it made it vibrate. Hand. So sorry. for you that heard that little... Sorry. Um, it wasn't an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't the anointing. I thought maybe I was having a seizure or something. <laughs> I didn't know. Sorry. I use my hands when I talk and I... Well, and I do too. I, I can't Sit do on. that here. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm going to have to do. Um, so anyways, in the summer of 1993, I took the two-year-old class here at Rama Bible Church and it was my little experiment. And um, it went great. And so, so you experimented on children. I did. <laughs> you, I know. You, were, you were way ahead of your time. I was way ahead of my time. <laughs> and they learned about Jesus, too. It was amazing. Um, so so then the last two years of college, I was working full time here at the church as the nursery and preschool director while commuting to Stillwater and finishing up my degree. 
Um, I graduated in the top 10% um, at Oklahoma State University, um, although I didn't get my my dad, I blame my dad for my grade point being a little low my last semester, my senior year, because he made me work too hard and I couldn't mm-hmm. study as much. So anyways, I graduated with a 3.79 instead. I should have had like a 3.86. But I'm, when all else fails, blame your parents. I know. I'm yeah. not bitter. It's fine. And um, so anyways, um, so then well, I only had a 3.5 and I don't really care. I know. <laughs> this is my great achievement. My brother has, my brother, in case you don't know, um, this might su- shock you and surprise you, but he's actually gifted. He's like super, super intelligent, like almost genius level. I never had to study in school. It was super annoying. I was the dumb kid. He was the smart kid. But I graduated college with a higher GPA. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. Um, but yeah, but after, um, after college, I then became the children's pastor here at Rama Bible church. Um, and you know, one thing like, because the church did start when I was um, going into my eighth grade year. And so, um, my high school years really, you know, grew up in the church and I always had such a love in my heart for Rama Bible church, um, still do. Um, and you know, it's kind of one of those things that I like to be at home. So, I think, you know, through our childhood, we traveled all over and I think it makes you either love to travel or hate to travel. And it made me hate to travel and it made you love to travel, Craig. (laughs) Um, So I love being here um, at the church and um, just being able to help and give back to Raymond Bible Church. Now, yeah. you, you, now you you left out. You went to Rama Bible Training College oh, yes. in '96. Yes. Right? I did. I did. Because you were a second year when I was a first year. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was invisible to you. See. So you <laughs> sorry. You, yeah. I still I'm still wounded, but it's okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, I did. Um, I graduated uh, from Rama in '98. Um, I was actually an instructor while I was also a student. And so um, actually one of the classes that I took, I was also the instructor. So that was, I mean, I made an A, so it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did graduate from pastor's group in 98. Um, So yeah. What else do you want to know? For the record, I I went to the evangelist group, by the way, because we didn't have a prophets group, you know, at Rhema at that time. We still don't have one, but anyway, that was something. That's kind of a joke. Um, now, We're a nonprofit organization. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, now, the other thing, and actually, I know that now we did not start the daycare here on campus. I mean, that was actually started right. by, by our uncle um, mm-hmm. from down in Dallas. But but then we later on, he decided to to um, I don't whatever happened. We transitioned. Yeah, and we took over. And I do know, obviously, that you are um, you know in charge of the daycare. And yes. for some of you, don't don't realize that. We have Oklahoma's largest daycare in this we building. Do. Okay, so so that makes you like the largest nanny in the state, right? <laughs> Something like that. Okay, yes, it's clarified. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we do have the largest daycare in Oklahoma, um, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, and you know, which obviously takes up a lot of your your time, you know, as well. But it also is um, because of your degree that you're able right. to to still use that, and then. Um, then transition has happened, you know, you know, here recently. And, and so tell us what you're doing now. Um, you know, it's, um, yeah. m- more than just working with kids and it is. So I went from being children's pastor and over the daycare, and then I transitioned into the family minister, family ministries pastor, which 
I still kind of am, I guess. Um, but basically being over um, everybody infants through high school, just kind of overseeing that, overseeing our youth pastor, our children's pastor. Um, but then, oh, I don't know, four-ish years ago, five-ish years ago. I don't know. We don't, we don't keep track of time okay. here. We don't keep track of time. We're timeless. Um, yeah. So I became the executive pastor, um, and that is just simply code for... Sister boss. Sister boss, and that's, I deal with all the problems and the junk and the stuff that nobody wants to handle. They just say, hey, Denise, why don't you handle this? So um, I do a lot of the admin work, um, a lot of the reorganizing, the restructuring, signing all the paperwork and solving all the problems. Um, So that's kind of what I, I do now, kind of function in that role, which really is able to help mom and dad kind of alleviate some of you know, that kind of busy admin work um, so that they're able just to focus more on ministry. And, and you know, um, understanding when you, the, the way our ministry works out, probably, except for preaching at the church, which obviously people see me as, you know, as a pastor speaking at the church, but it's probably the, the, the area that I'm the least involved in is Frame right. Bible Church. I'm more involved in the school, in the international schools. And, and then, but then marketing, you know, all of our different, you know, various things. So, so like if I'm a, IT and yeah, all so, that. So, if, if I'm am available, you know, involved, I'm involved more in the marketing and the church and just flat out, you know, speaking. Um, as far as dad and I really aren't really about the nitty gritty stuff that goes on. <laughs> You're not about the details. The administration isn't your gift yes. or dad's. Yeah. So. And so, but it actually, I mean, it, it, it works. In, in my opinion, like really great because, um, you know, Craig, you love to travel internationally and, you know, you go around traveling and speaking into all, all of our Ramas around the world. Um, and well, I, I used to, you go used to, talking. well, um, hopefully soon, you'll yeah, be able hopefully to. soon we will be, get back, be able to travel around the world. But this COVID-19 has been a, put a, you know, huge, huge block, you know, on, on right. us being able to travel around the yeah. world. But, but yeah, so, um, if if I could do anything, traveling would be it. I mean, that's always right. something that, that, you know, because I want to be a follower of Jesus. And we know what Jesus, you know, he told his disciples, and I feel like I'm, I'm one of his disciples, to go into go all the yeah. world right. and preach the gospel to every living creature. And I actually take that first literally myself. <laughs> right. you know, I, I believe that I'm called to go to the entire world. And, and um, you know, I have a love for the world. And the 5.9 billion people on the road, we're on the road to hell right now. I mean, that's just, I mean, for me, that's it's huge. And um, and I, I do really, I like traveling. I like meeting people from around the world and, you know, bringing hope, health, and healing to the world, obviously, is right. our motto here at the ministry. Right. And so, um, you know, which, um, just to kind of let you, um, the, our listeners, I'm going to say viewers, but right now we're not I'm doing video. Um, we're, we're working on that at some point in time. Um, Tony and I are trying to get, you know, yeah. faces for, for TV. <clears throat> yeah, know. we have faces for radio. Yeah, and bodies for radio. Yeah, but bodies no. for radio. But but anyway, um, uh, here at the ministry, um, we, we've we've gone through different transitions, and our, our at, at Kenneth at, at well at, at Rainbow Bible Church, our very first motto was, was large enough to serve you, small enough to know you. You know, where large church becomes small, basically. Our second motto was bringing hope, help, and healing to the world, and then um, 
our marketing department came up with, with a, a motto, you know, called living life unlimited. Nothing wrong with that, but it was really hard for me to describe unlimited life. And so a few years ago, and, and now the TV program has always still used Hope, Help, and Healing right. of the World. Right. When, when we introduced the podcast, we also did, did that as well. But but I went to, I, I didn't actually ask my parents. I talked to my sister because she was executive pastor. And I said, I would like to change our motto back. It was at IHOP. <laughs> it was at IHOP, by the way, you know, you know, <laughs> over a real healthy breakfast. Bringing hope, help, and healing. Yes. And so and I, I, I asked, you know, that question, do, do you think that we can, and, well, actually, I, you know, I was praying about it. I mean, so right. I'm, I'm not going to. If not, I'm going to take all the credit. And, and, you know, and I just really felt that we, that that's the. It was December of 2019. Direction that the church would be. Yeah, it was December 2019. That's significant. Yeah, which was, you know, right before the the pandemic. And it actually, and I related that with my, into the, usually I'm I'm always on the calendar at the very end of the the year. um, The last Sunday. The last Sunday or the first Sunday of the year, depending on, you know, I'm usually ministering and so and i usually always so right but so i it was actually early in december but then i think i brought that out at the last sunday of december yeah, you did. Of, of that of that year um and I, we brought our 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 um, slogan back and and craig was all excited about it I thought it was the best <laughs> thing that ever happened and i was like oh do you even understand the amount of work that i've got to yeah. do now well, to change well, everything well, no, I mean, we understand that and what you guys don't, might not understand is that you put your logo on everything. Yeah. And, and so in, and to make a transition, and we've transitioned a lot of things over the years, a lot, you know, well, even the Rainbow Bible Church, you know, the, just our logo itself yeah. has, has, has changed and some of the branding and people don't understand branding. I mean, you know, we're still finding things that we, we still didn't realize that we had yeah. our, our old logo or yeah, old, living uh, life unlimited. unlimited. Yeah. I just found something the other day. Yeah. And, and so it's been two years. So I, I knew that that was going to be a lot of work and that's why, but he but, didn't care cause he didn't have to do it. Yeah. But, but no, that's why <laughs> I asked you before we, I, before, you know, which a lot of times around here, we'll just make a statement, you know, and it happened, we yeah. started, started with, with my grandfather. Um, he would just make a statement while he's preaching and then we have to change stuff and yes. do the same thing, you know, at you least know, you, you warned know, me so, ahead of so, time. So I, well, but I asked you your opinion and, and, and you, you yeah. liked it. So, I did. No, I really did like so, it. I never could explain how do you live life unlimited. Well, it's hard to connect with that. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and from, a, and I, you know, I'll go on record as saying that I never really liked that motto. And I told my mom I didn't like the model, but they let they wanted to freshen it up. They wanted to freshen it up and do something, you know, and that's what they came up with. And so everybody liked it except for me, um, you know. And so um, yeah, I was looking at freshening up some stuff I'm responsible for, to, uh, and I, and I sat on it for two weeks. And everything they gave me, I just said, no, I like the old one better. So let's yeah. just forget the fresh. Well, and, and that that is a lot lot of things. You know, and, and folks don't realize what it what it takes to change things around there. So, but we we changed our model back to bring in hope, help, and healing to the world. And, and I believe that's what we endeavor to do yeah. here. Now, one thing we haven't talked about, which I'm, I'm totally forgot to talk about, is Rama Bible Training College. Ooh, now, yeah. you know, it, Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. We are the most affordable um, Bible college in the nation. In fact, I don't even know the last time we actually had a tuition increase. I believe it was before the year two, 2000, by the way, just kind of thinking about this this morning. You know, and the reason we do that, because our Word Partner Club has so graciously helped us to be able to keep our tuition low as possible. It, it's, um, I think it, it's $4,050 for the whole year. $3,050, isn't it? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, $3,050. $3,050 for the yeah. whole year. Um, that includes pe- textbooks, everything. You know, two-year school, so that's 6000 
Um, I, maybe maybe it's, it's three thousand one hundred dollars. I don't know. You can look rbtc.org if you'll just go there and you'll fill out your information and you'll you you know we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and talk to you about Raymond Bible Training College and and you know whether you feel called to the ministry or feel that that you want to learn more about the Bible, it's a great place to, to you know to attend. Now we all are teachers. Denise, tell us what you teach here at Raymond Bible Training College, or you know. Or what yeah. you're kind of over. Um, so um, I oversee all the student ministries classes. So I kind of plan out that curriculum for those wanting to be a children's pastor, a youth pastor. Um, I kind of make sure you're getting a broad perspective to be successful. And then I also teach a lot of the children's ministry and youth ministry classes along with my team. And she has one class in the worship school on flag twirling. Just so because we want to make sure those that's done appropriately yeah. in all well, services. Well, it's important to be a... a, yeah. a you know, a power flag twirler yeah, power you know, in, flag in, in, in the spirit. Yeah, yeah yes. right. Yes. They're kidding. Yeah, yeah we, just for, for some of you that think we're serious, we are joking. There is no flag twirling classes in the worship school. Um, we, we don't. Tony teaches the shofar blowing yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shofar so good. Yeah. yeah, that's also a joke. We don't have a shofar blowing co- class, um, you know, in the school. And in fact, I'm sure that none of our instructors probably can blow a shofar. Um, I have blown one, I will yeah, confess, yeah, yes. many, many years ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You'll almost blow your brains out trying to blow one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I know why them's for angels to blow, not people. Yeah. Anyway, is there something else you like to tell me that people always ask or people that are, that are you know, and, and well, just, just to let everyone know, just to, to, you know, know more about you. Obviously, you are married to your husband, Don. You've been married for, I don't know, how many years? 22 years. 22 years. Mm-hmm. You actually have two, two, two children. children. Yeah. Um, Trevor and Wesley. Tra- Trevor is 20. And he's a, he's a junior, junior at, at TU. TU. And then Wesley is 17. Or I should call him Wes. Because, Wes. You know, yeah, that's what he goes by now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wes, he's a senior in high school, so about to graduate. Doesn't know where, you actually don't know where he's going to call college yet. So no, he, I think he's considering Oklahoma State, which I'd be very happy. Yes, you know, and, and we're both Oklahoma State, as well as Don. We've all yeah, went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State University, so. you know, Cowboys, and which, which have, they're doing really well this year. They they're are. number eight in the nation as know, of, as of the recording 10. of this this podcast and for whatever reason we're underdogs against iowa state i know that weekend. made me so mad no love. now this podcast will not air for about three more weeks and, and so hopefully we you know, by them. then georgia will still be number one <laughs> go dogs sick them <laughs> anyway um we don't want to hear that tony's <laughs> yeah. acting like a dog on, on our, our podcast <laughs> so Anyway, well, you know, Denise, it's, it's good to, to hear from you. We're going to bring you back on the next podcast, and we're going to talk about something that's dear to your heart is, is the generations, you know, and how to minister yes. to every generation. I'm assuming that's what you're going to talk about. Yeah. Yes, uh, all the different generations. You know, so once again, if you're listening to the podcast and, and you're thinking, you know what, I want to learn more about the Bible, or maybe you, you know you, you're called to go to Bible school, if you'll go to our website, rbtc.org, and you know you can find more information about Raymond Bible Training College. You can, if you would, please just give us your information. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you more about Raymond, send you some stuff, and even schedule a tour for you to come here to the to the Tulsa Broken Era campus 
Broken Arrow is a suburb of Tulsa. And, you know, we, we would just really like to hear from you. Or if you want to learn anything about our ministry in general, if you'll just go to our main website, rhema.org, rhema spelled R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. There's all kinds of things you can, you, you can do. You can download stuff. We have some free stuff. We have some you know, things that, that, that we sell as well. But, you know, rhema.org is the place to find out all things rhema. And then once again, you know, be sure to go to Facebook or, or Instagram and, and like us on, um, on Facebook and Instagram, um, you know, because it's, it's good to know that some people like us. Yeah. Some people don't, you know. Yeah. Anyway, well, Denise, it's good to have you on the program. Hopefully people know Thank more you. about you now, and hopefully I know that I do actually have a sister. Yes. And, um, you know, Not she, just like an imaginary friend. An imaginary <laughs> friend. Yeah. And uh, well, we will sign off the podcast like we sign off every time. Here at Rainbow, we're bringing hope, hope help, help, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day.